0: Okay, I'm going to start off. We're going to have a lot of scripture today. Uh, I can't think of anything better than listening to some scripture. So we're actually going to start. And before I start speaking, I'm just going to read out about uh, five verses. And then uh, every teaching point is going to have scripture. So there's going to be a lot. So if you're taking notes, it won't be up behind me. We're just to keep things uh, beaming into the Kauri room. I'm just going to keep the slide the one thing so it's not so it's quite easy to follow out there. You might just want to write the references down and re-listen to them on the uh, podcast or look them up later. But I'll be zipping through Scripture quite quickly. So, uh, so the first Scripture is 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12. So it's, Therefore, I will always remind you about these things, even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught. Second one, and you'll start sensing a bit of a theme coming through. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. 2 Timothy 1, verse 6. Because of this, I remind you to rekindle God's gift that you possessed through the laying on of hands. And just a couple out of the Old Testament, Genesis thirty two thirty. So Jacob came to a place, Peniel, saying, it is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. And Jacob, again, in Genesis 35, Jacob and all his people with him came to Luz, That is Bethel in the land of Canaan where he built an altar and he called that place El Bethel because it was where God revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. I don't know if if you made the connection, but one of the things that I've realized in in, uh, my journey with God is that God sets up situations to remind me about how good he is and if you listen to those those opening verses Paul uh, is speaking in the and I think the first three of them and he says I want to remind you you know this but I'm going to remind you about it and Quite often, prophets of of old would speak to Israel, and before they came up with uh, the new message that God wanted to remind them, or the or the key point that God wanted to bring up with them, they would take Israel down a track of reminding them all the stuff that God had done, how He had uh, uh, brought them, um, how He had uh, created them as a nation, He had brought them through the Red Sea and delivered them uh, from death, and and this had happened, and that had happened, and battles had been one in that, and on to uh, other situations where it talks about Jacob, his life was spared and he built an altar, he built an altar to uh, set as a reminder so that when he passed by that place again, he would stop and say, that's right, this was where God spared my life, I should have died, but my life was spared. Uh, I should have died to my brother Saul, or you know i could have he, he was out for blood and he could have killed me, but God spared my life and so God uses memorials and altars and situations to basically um, become uh, points for us to look back and actually recognize how great God is isn 't that cool? How great God great is because the whole thing is to remind us. To one, keep going, and how God great, how great God is, and God uses it to motivate us, and direct us, and redirect us, and push us this way and that way, and keep us encouraged and going. In Exodus, it talks about that God took Israel, and they had crossed the Red Sea, and they were traveling, and it says that God took them. Around this way, which was actually not the um, it was actually easier than the other way. And the reason why God took them that way was because he knew that they if they went the other way it was so difficult that they would give up and turn back. So God journeys with us and he sets things up and, and ways of getting through situations to get us to where he wants us. And so what I want to do today is talk about 10 reasons to get excited. And my, my uh, message today is start getting excited. I don't know about you, but I'm excited we're back together. How are you? Yeah? This is exciting. We are back together. We haven't met for what? What's it been? About five weeks? It's exciting. We're back together. The gang's back together again. It's cool. You know? It's great. We're back together. And so I've come up with 10 reasons why we should get excited. And the first is this. We were pictured and formed by God. These are all super encouraging, and I've made them as personal to you as possible. So you, do you realize before you were created, God imagined you, and he formed and pictured you? Isn't that cool? God thought of you first. You're not a failure. You're not a reject. God designed you. Isn't that cool? That's something to get excited about, isn't it? Psalm 139, verse 13 says For you created my innermost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You're not an accident. You're fearfully and wonderfully made by a loving God with a great imagination. Number two, God drew you and I to himself. Isn't that cool? He didn't just imagine you. He actually decided, I want to go further than just creating you. I actually want to have relationship with you. I actually want to know you. I want to be in your world and I want you to be in my world. John chapter 6, verse 44 says, uh, Jesus said, No one can come to the Father unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise them up on the last day. So God draws us into a situation where we can come to him. Number three, God revealed himself to us in the person of Jesus Christ. And what a great person, you know, he was revealed in. John chapter 5, verse 19 says, But Jesus answered you, I assure you, Jesus answered, I assure you that the Son can do nothing alone. Uh, nothing alone. He does only what he does, uh, what he sees his father doing. The Son does the same things that the father does, the father loves the son and shows him everything he does. So God reveals himself to us through Jesus. That's cool. Number four, God in the person of Jesus went on beyond that and died for us. Who's excited about that? I mean, that's not exciting that Jesus died. What's the exciting part? He rose again, but he died for us. He died for us. Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And number five, he saved us. It's all very well Jesus dying for us, but if it doesn't come to anything, it's the, he rose again and he gave us the ability for us to be saved. John Chapter 3, verse, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him would not die, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through his Son the world would be saved. That's exciting. Who's excited about that? Yeah? You don't sound very excited. I'm going to have a drink. We might have deep joy going on. How many are deep joyers here? I'm a bit of a deep joyer. The more people harass me about getting excited, the more I just want to shut down. You know, I, I'm, uh, I'm one of those people. The better a speaker is, the quieter I go because I'm just sitting there listening to what they're teaching, and in my brain, I'm going, "This is flipping incredible," and I can't say a word because I'm so amazed. I'm a deep joyer all the way. Number six, he's given us new life. John 10.10, a thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I came to give you life and life in its fullness. Life in its fullness. You might be going through problems, you know, and and that's the grind of the world we live in we live in a world that's not perfect and it has these things called issues and problems you know and relationships and things that just aren't always you know work conditions and circumstances and just people mingling with people and that creates issues and that but Jesus wants to create And has given us the ability to have a life that travels through that. And a life in all its fullness. I get excited about that. He's given us the Holy Spirit. Wow. It just gets, this is getting better, isn't it? The Holy Spirit is here for us. Acts 2. And we, we, I'm assuming all know this. But when the day of Pentecost came. They were all together in one place and suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, which brings us close. Isn't that exciting? Brings us close, brings us close to God so we can hear him. We can feel him. We can get those goosebumps, you know, all around us. And though we're not, we don't go by emotions alone, we go by, you know, We use this thing. It's nice to have goosebumps. I like goosebumps. Holy Spirit goosebumps. Founded on rock solid biblical teaching. Not all (laughs) loosey-goosey. Point eight. He's given us family, close and intimate belongings within him. So he's given us each other Within him. Isn't that cool? He's given us each other. With that comes challenges, I know. At times, it's not always perfect. Ephesians 2 says, So now you non-Jewish people are not visitors or strangers, but you are citizens together with God's holy people. You belong to God's family. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. You may live alone. You may have brothers or sisters or you may not. You may have a mum or dad or a mum or a dad or both or neither. But God is there to be our father. And the great thing is God, the intimacy in God, we have one another but we also have God speaking to us as a great father. And, and the thing I realize is with that intimacy in God, God uses each other to become father figures and mother figures and brothers and sisters and uncles and aunties and whatnot. And God uses it to fill needs in our lives, needs to hear things, needs to be guided, needs to be loved, needs to be encouraged. Isn't that exciting? Super exciting. And point nine God gives us community, which is that again, isn't it? Community to receive and to contribute, to receive a whole bunch of stuff, but also to provide a whole bunch of stuff, to help others in our community. And he also gives us a community outside of church that we're allowed to impact. That's a privilege. That's a deep privilege, huge privilege, to be able to share God with others. That's not a cost. That's a That's a privilege. To be to be allowed to talk about Jesus with people who don't know Jesus, wow, that's exciting. I get excited about that. I get so excited when I get to share Jesus with someone. Uh, Jenna and I week before last were in uh, um, Foxton Beach and we were chatting to um, a guy there called Rick, and Rick is an atheist. And it was really cool because we were kind of talking about spiritual things and talking about God. And he was telling me how he, how he didn't, you know, he didn't, he's like, he's coming up 80 years old. and But you'd think he was 50. He's so sprightly and so, he's just incredible. Uh, but he was saying how his dad said to him, why not have a foot in each camp? So at, if you're wrong, you at least have a safeguard. And I'm thinking that doesn't work doesn't work like that Rick it's all or nothing mate you're both feet are in boat, in the camp you know not one in each God doesn't do half deals he does it all or nothing signed in blood Jesus blood yeah uh, but it was great because he said oh it's too late for me and, he went and I said Rick it's never too late buddy it's never too late With God, you know, but it was it was just so cool in a really non-confrontational way, and we both like each other, and uh, you know, but getting to share Jesus with someone who, uh, and I didn't even go down the road of how difficult it is to consider yourself an atheist when you haven't travelled the universe and 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 can't factually actually say there is no God. Like, it's okay to be an agnostic where you say, well, I don't know if there's a God or not, but I'm not going to live for one if there is one here. I mean, that's easier. But to actually make a blanket statement, there is no God, is actually, I think, quite difficult to live up to. Um, but just chatting as a person with faith and a person without faith was, was fun. And God gives us that right to share that stuff with another individual, and it's exciting. Number 10, he made us ambassadors of his kingdom to promote, protect, and populate. He made us ambassadors of his kingdom to promote, protect, and populate. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20 says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. Wow, he doesn't step in, he, he lets us do it as if we were him speaking on his behalf. That's how much he trusts us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So here's Paul talking to a group of people and, and he's saying to them, you know, we are God's ambassadors. And I'm saying to you, you are God's ambassadors. When you're out on the highways and the byways and your workplaces and your learning institutions and your government departments and your private practices and your hospitals and your schools, you are God's mouthpiece, his ambassadors. I'd get excited at that personally, but it's all right. I don't mind that. It doesn't matter. It's okay. That's quite short. But listen to it again, because I'm going to go over it all again. You ready? We're going to start getting excited at this point, okay? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Ben can come up. Sorry, I'm two points after inviting you. You ready? Feel free to start getting excited. We were pictured and formed by God who drew us to himself. God revealed himself to us in his son Jesus who died for us. Wow, is that good? I'm going to go back this way because my points didn't come through. God revealed himself to us in Jesus Christ. God in the person of Jesus Christ died for us. He died to save us and give us new life. And the Holy Spirit. He's given us close and intimate relationships in family. He's given us community to receive and, and contribute. And he has made us ambassadors to speak on his behalf. Isn't that cool? How about we stand up and get and get excited? Give God a praise clap. How does that sound? I don't normally do this, but get excited. God is amongst us. I'll pray for you, eh? I'll pray for you that God invades your world. Sorry, you've been harassed a little bit this morning by me and the whole get excited thing. But I pray that God goes out with you today, that He takes you along with Him as He goes in to talk to people and into their world this week. To share how He loves them, how He cares for them, how He's got plans for them. And I pray that He gives us the words to share that. So Father, we come to You. We thank You for all the good stuff that You do in our lives. We thank You that You thought about us before You created us. Then You created us. Then You drew us to Yourself. You brought Jesus in so that we had a way to come to you and we accepted Him. And the Holy Spirit came to empower us to bring closeness to you, but also the ability to share with others. You've given us family, friends, and the opportunity to be your ambassadors and to share you with others. we praise you for that. We love you for that. We pray that you be with us. Help us to go out this week and share about you. That we would be examples, disciples of you that people would look at us and realize there's something different about them. They behave differently. They speak differently. They don't kid around in the same ways. They don't use the same language. They respond differently to issues and troubles. And they always have that happy thing going on in their lives. That joy that can't be extinguished. Be with us. Thank you for giving us life. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. We praise you. Go with every person this week, I pray. Bless them, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. As I always say, take God out. Don't keep Him a secret in here. Take Him out, share Him.